Well met, my lords and ladies. Gather ye round as we recount tales of mystery and stories of the strange. Hearken unto our semi-learned discourse of darkest occultularity. Learn of unknown places. Hear tell of unusual creatures. Touch of the unbelievable Irish Tatagrave. Brace yourselves, lads and lasses, for this is Blurry Photos! <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> I am Sir David the Bald. And I am David the Wizened. First instructor to the darkest circles of hell. <laughs> hope everybody's doing well. <laughs> I hope you're not wizened. <laughs> <laughs> you're wizened all over me. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's pretty cool. He seemed a little wizened. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we got a we got a fun show. Lined we up do, here. we do. We uh, we're fresh off a trip to medieval times. Fresh. So, uh, and I will say this: we actually had to determine this episode before we went, but That's now true. it's just perfect. Right. Yeah. Everything fits together. Yeah. We saw um, bravest knights fight in an arena with horses that mm-hmm. were also clever. The horses were the best part. Yeah. <laughs> Those yeah. horses are pretty talented. And and as I said to everybody in our party, mm-hmm. wasted. Their talents were wasted on those stupid kids. Oh, yeah. No, the kids were not impressed with like the dressage that was on display. They didn't care. Nope. Those horses are talented. Yeah, and those kids were <laughs> Food was tastier than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Um, I, as a funsy fun art project, last summer made a shirt out of... Uh, I made chain mail out of um, beer and soda pop tops. It's amazing. It's a great shirt. And, uh, and so... I wore it to the uh, Renaissance Fair last summer. It was awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, if you're going to medieval times and you have a chainmail shirt, yeah, you, w- you, you wear, wear it. Chain- yeah, wear that. And yeah. that chainmail shirt got me an extra rib with my dinner. It was awesome. Man, that opened so many doors for you. It did. It's infuriating, and I've got to figure <laughs> out how to catch up with you. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you roll in with your homemade armor at medieval times, and even the you- Renaissance Fair, you you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was doing you some good. Um, <laughs> we we got a picture. Uh, we got a picture with with one of the knights. Mm-hmm, uh, so mm-hmm. we'll probably post that. Maybe you can uh, catch a glimpse of this this chainmail shirt. Yeah, you know, at, well, we were on our way out, and I already had like my my jacket on, so it's not as visible as maybe one might hope. But maybe that just you know leaves you wanting a little bit more. <laughs> So this week, like we said, we had picked this topic uh, before we went to medieval times, but it just so happens that we're talking this week about Merlin. Ever the heard wizard. of him? <laughs> Merlin is a, a pretty interesting uh, uh, fella. I, I think we're going to look this week to see what we can find out about him, uh, what we know about him, uh, sort of the pop culture history, and uh, and how he is in, in today's culture. And then what the real history behind uh, the figure of Merlin is. Did he really exist? And uh, what did he, you know, where did he come from? What did he do? And then uh, we'll talk about, you know, some of the common descriptions of him that we have now and compare that to what maybe he actually was. I was uh, I was really, I was surprised that when we decided to do this, I didn't actually know if Merlin was real or not. Oh, really? Yeah, it just I was like, wow, I, I don't know. So it was fun to do the research this week. It was fun to look into it. Yeah, I mean, you hear about him more as a legend. Yep. Uh, and and always with uh, with King Arthur and, and yep. uh, all that stuff. There's so many pop culture things that, that deal with the King Arthur story, and he's always tagging along in there in one form or another. But uh, I thought it'd be fun to just talk about if he actually uh, uh, was a man, was somebody that uh, that these legends are based on or not. So uh, let's let's t- let's talk about this guy. Yeah, let's let's get into this. So here's what we uh, have heard about yeah. this guy. These he are was, some rumors that were going around in, in um, study hall about him. I read this on a note. <laughs> Tabitha so, should be more careful with her notebook because seriously, like she writes some really nasty things and she does not care who reads it. Uh, Merlin was a powerful medieval wizard and uh, chief advisor to King Arthur at Camelot. 
that's that's the basis, right? Yep. It's almost like a father to to uh-huh. Arthur in in most stories. He was a central figure in Sir Thomas Mallory's book Le Mort d'Arthur. Le Mort d'Arthur. <laughs> it means the death of Arthur. <laughs> Baguette. <laughs> Jus d'orange. <laughs> C'est magnifique. Um, great. Biblioteca. You knew we were going to get to you someday, French. <laughs> the French. <laughs> <laughs> sweet, sweet. <tete. laughs> oh, la, la. <laughs> anyway, uh, the modern idea of the of the wizard is uh, legendary. It's, yeah. it's beyond legendary. It's, he's having uh, traits and abilities from story after story, including uh, such things as being a prophet, designing Camelot, Yep. Being, being the architect of it, uh, building Stonehenge, shape shifting, juridic powers, the list goes on and on. And that's in addition to just being a, a righteous magician. Yeah, he, so he's a historical Tony Stark. He just does everything. <laughs> he flies around. He sets the world to rights. Iron Age man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> really well done. Doesn't count. That's but. a free one. Uh, he's often pictured as an old man. Yep. Very, very thin, robed with a long gray or white beard. He is the wizard. He's the wizard. He's he's the basis for wizard in modern times from Gandalf to Dumbledore. Yep. Let's uh, name two more pop culture wizards. Oh, man. Because, I mean, all I had in my head was Gandalf and Dumbledore. So give me two more. <laughs> That's why I was like, man, who else? Who would be between Gandalf and Dumbledore? That's true. <laughs> oh, the uh, um, Yin Sid. The uh, the sorcerer's apprentice uh, wizard. Oh right, Disney oh, spelled backwards. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And <laughs> and for our D and D fans out there, Elminster. Nice. Do we have D and D fans? Ken Height. Ken Height. Where you at? Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. And right now, Ken is furious. He's like <laughs> rattled off like seventeen different. Yeah. That's uh, true. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna put in. I'm gonna put one in. Oh, Alistair Crowley. He never grew the beard, but he loved robes. <laughs> Well, that's true. And he did plenty of incantations. Yeah, see? So there you go. All right. He's generally believed to be a real figure from British history, but pinpointing a, a singular figure is almost impossible for this guy. Right. And this is a, this is something we got into a little bit with our uh, our Irish Legends podcast. Like, the specific history of individuals is really hard to pick out in the mm-hmm. Isles. Mm-hmm. Like, in the UK, there's... There's so many conquering forces. There are so many people yep. coming and going, uh, and there was so much of their uh, their history was oral mm-hmm. that it, it like it's it's really hard to pin these things down when you get into to England and Scotland and Ireland. Wales, don't forget Wales. There's, I don't forget Wales. Nobody forgets Wales. I love Wales. I want to go to Cardiff someday. Yeah, nice. Wait, want to hear want to hear a wizard trick? Summon forth a fresh beer. <laughs> it worked. Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> That was awesome. A frothy draft from my whistle to wet. <laughs> Drink deeply, my lord. So, uh, to piece together the history of this guy, which is like sewing a quilt with... You're sewing a quilt with whatever thread you can find around a house. So part of it's like fishing line. Part of it's Some of it's burlap. Spider web. Yeah. So part of it's some dental floss. <laughs> that's, that's That was the one. Merlin is, he's an, an exemplary representation of a legend blown out of proportion. Yeah. He he was ultimately an amalgamation of several apparent men through history and the romanticized idea of that consolidation. Yeah. I wrote um, some, um, some erotic literature called uh, Romanticized Consolidation. How'd that turn out for you? Oh, it was sexy stuff. Hot stuff. Hot stuff coming through. <laughs> um, the stories of him uh, parallel many tales that are much older than the supposed time frame of, of when Merlin was uh, alive and kicking, which we'll we'll touch on that uh, a little bit later. But to current knowledge, there was no man, no single man that lived that was named Merlin as as we know it. And let me let me explain that a little bit. I'll go over the uh, the name Merlin and uh, and a little bit of the figure, and and get some of these uh, some of these figures that that were combined to to make the man we know today. Yeah, this and is some of the etym- etymology therein. This is such a, a a large kind of 
puzzle to crack that yeah it's it's almost hard to find an initial foothold to mm-hmm. start looking at it and i i was amazed just like what what you're about to tell us like just the the etymology of his name actually lays out a, a kind of a, a good basic framework for for how we got our merlin yeah. our pointy hat with the stars and moon hat wearing merlin right so as i said there were several figures that contributed to the name uh, here's here's a short list of them. Merthyn Wilt was a Welsh bard turned madman from 6th century Britain. Uh, he was also called Merlinus Caledonensis. I mean, that's his genus and species. <laughs> if you're going to you know go collect him and put him in your bug collection. And that was changed Mer- to Merlinus, probably, they think, uh, from Merdinus with a D because they didn't want it to be close to the, the Anglo-Norman uh, Merd. Oh, yeah. To the term mared. Poop. Which means feces. Uh, there was also Merthen Imris, a composite of Ambrosius Aurelianus, uh, who was also called Aurelius Ambrosius. Uh, and that was a Romano-British military leader in the 5th century. And that was combined with Merthen Wilt to make uh, Merlin Ambrosius. <laughs> and then you get a dude called Lilokin who was a Scottish shaman slash madman, who was also called Merlinum. So there's a few sources there, and a lot of them are, are taking a piece from this guy, a piece from this guy, a name here, a name there, a sprig of ash, a tongue of newt. <laughs> do, you, do you know that uh, future generations are going to combine us into one weirdo, right? Which will be David Stecco? No, that's just going to be, it's just going to be David... And and by like you know in future millennia it'll be like his name was David Prudkarst. <laughs> what we think it was originally David Podcast. <laughs> and they, they, he was he was a, and before a, that Flecko. <laughs> he was Flecko. Nice. <laughs> he was uh, he was an an inst, an, uh, an investigator slash madman. <laughs> yeah, slash madman. <laughs> Probably that first. Who, who, ask yourselves, listeners, who are you going to be combined with in history? <laughs> How will history look back on you in a favorable light? Or Slash no? madman. Slash madman. Uh, so these names come from a, a few sources that we have. We've got uh, the 9th century Historia Britonum by Nineus, or uh, if not by a guy named Nineus, it was an anonymous compilation. So either anonymous or Nineus. Nineus. I mean, they're the same word. An- anonymous Nineus. Eh. Nineus. I see where you're going. Boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Rock me on Nineus. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was weak, but I had to do it. Uh, then we get the 12th century. We, well, we get a few works here by a guy named Geoffrey of Monmouth. Oh, dude. And, and this is this is the cook who really renders this down into yeah. a, a rich broth. Yeah. He, he, he simmers everything. Adds in some salt, pepper. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing. Uh, three works, all in 12th century. The first one, Profitier Merlini. The second, Historia Regum Britanniae. And then the Vita Merlini. This was all written in Latin, by the way. Then you, you also get uh, numerous stories and tales and yeah. folklore that, that also add into the mixture. The, there's stuff that Jeffrey is pulling from from folklore. There's folklore that's still out there that's oral, like you said, yep. and floating around. And much like the Spider-Man movies, the middle book was the best one. The Historia Regum Britannae. That was, that was the winner. That was the best of his work. Yeah, that's... Uh, the that third one, one he tried to make into some shitty musical and it didn't make any sense. Nobody liked it. You get a lot of lot of stuff about the life of, of Merlin in that, and a lot of people didn't like the direction he was going, but a lot of people did. So <laughs> He was trying to draw an arc to a close, okay? <laughs> Jeffrey of Monmouth was considered the authority on British historiography well into the 16th century, uh, but as historians began questioning his sources, his authority kind of diminished because it seems that several of his sources were invented by him. <laughs> and uh, his works are now considered more literature as opposed to histories. Oh, sorry, buddy. Moved sorry, down man. the bench. Yeah. You just got moved to the fiction section. <laughs> However, he was the bloke who introduced Merlin and Arthur. Uh, so, yeah, so don't hate on him. So don't hate on him. And, and, and he introduced Arthur as a major national hero for Britain. So... 
as stories of, of Arthur uh, evolved, so too did the depictions of Merlin. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, I don't, I don't want to touch too much on, on Arthur in this because he is deserving of his own podcast yeah. himself, the legend of Arthur and all the stuff that goes with him. That's, that's fun stuff. That's absolutely going to happen. So but, we're, well, I mean, we'll mention them cause there's going to be like a lot of photos that we took of Merlin and, and you'll see like, you know, Arthur's arm around him. Right. The hover hand. Yeah. Hover handing. <laughs> Merlin did not like to be touched. That's why um, they had the loose robes. Yeah. Madman. Slash madman. Here's a, here's a path of, of the Arthur stories, though, and, and maybe you can get a sense of uh, how this evolution took place. In 1136, that's when you get the Historia Regum Britannia from Monmouth, uh, and you get the idea of Arthur as the national hero and uh, a conqueror. You get Guinevere in there. You get Merlin, and then the idea of chivalry. Then in 1155, that Historia was translated into uh, Norman French verse poetry called Roman de Brut, and uh, that was uh, translated by a poet named Wace, and this is where we first get the round table. So Wace introduces this idea of the round table and embellishes a little bit on the Historia of the the Arthur legend that was written in there. Now, with each of these subsequent... Uh, either translations or new writings of the Arthur legend, you're going to get a ton of embellishment. You're going to get people that are writing from their point of view, whether that be English or French. Right. <laughs> so uh, keep that in mind. Um, around... Oh, no, no, no. Arthur, I had the tiniest penis. <laughs> no one liked him at all. He was the saddest man, He was, but he was the most common British man. They were all the same. <laughs> And his friend Merlin was actually his boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> now here, illuminate this page. <laughs> Pay particular attention <laughs> to the cigarette in Arthur's hand. <laughs> was he holding a baby? Yes. Yeah, we <laughs> make sure Guinevere has a beret and a baguette, uh, maybe a croissant and other French terms. This is where. The world's hatred of the French press started. Nobody likes French literature. Actually, everybody likes French literature, but nobody likes French news organizations. <laughs> Takes this down. Takes this down. <laughs> no, no, none of this adds up. <laughs> Around uh, 1180, you get five romances set in Arthur's court uh, by a, a Frenchman by the name of Chrétien de Troyes. And this was decidedly less British. That was so French. You just <laughs> you just did the crap out of that. I'm really impressed. Thanks. <laughs> Merci. It was a, a lot less British, a lot more French. Uh, it was more chivalrous. There was more ch- uh, chivalry in, in there. There was uh, a focus on courtly love, mm-hmm. which I believe the, the idea of this is uh, marriages were arranged, but you had extramarital affairs where... That was your true love. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so very French. Uh, arranged marriages might not have any love in, in them, but this, this courtly love, this is where you get true love. And, and that's romance. how that's how historians could actually tell that it was written in French because they just called it kissing. And sometimes they would just eat toast. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also where we are introduced to the idea of Lancelot and Guinevere having their uh-huh. love affair. Little action on the side. Then we uh, we skip ahead to 1205, and we get a translation of Wace's poem into Middle English, uh, a poem called Brute, by a fellow by the name of Leamon. Mm-hmm. This uh, uh, swings the pendulum back to more British in uh, uh, subject matter, and uh, less romance. Oh, man. Sorry. Sorry I was just starting to be okay with them kissing all the time. Around 1400, you get a poem by the name of Mort Arthur by an unknown poet. This one had uh, a slash huge, madman, slash madman, a uh, huge nationalistic focus. No love, no chivalry, no courtly love, or no no real court to speak of. Then you get a focus on the knight Gawain, and uh, very little Lancelot in this one. And then we skip ahead to 14. What? <laughs> Oh, man, I hate these Merlins where they don't have Lancelot in them. I'm just going to skip it. <laughs> this one's all Gawain. <laughs> Ugh. 
Who wants him? He uses a spear. I like Lancelot because he dual wields swords. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could dual wield this sword. <laughs> but that doesn't make sense because I'm a girl. <laughs> Uh, skip ahead to 1485. This is where you get Le Mort d'Arthur by Sir Thomas Mallory. This is the definitive story. Yep. The quintessential. Combines uh, Geoffrey's tales of Arthur with Chrétien de Troyes' uh, stuff. <laughs> I'm trying, man. You're just, you're just Frenching the shit out of it. I'm, I'm going to have to replace this microphone because you're just all like, mm, Chrétien de Troyes. <laughs> I'm going to have to place your microphone because it smells like cigarette smoke. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Sorry, this one, this one you get all, if you like a story that has everything in it, this is the one for you because it has adventure, huh. ma- magic, Ooh. chivalry, <sighs> and tragic love. Oh. <laughs> so uh, that's that's kind of the time timeline of Arthur's stories that, that we're looking at here. And as you can see, it depending on the author, you're going to get different flavors of it, which which makes perfect sense. Yeah. If you have a, uh, you know, whether whether real or fictional, like this folk hero, people are going to use that person that 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 story to to forward their own goals. Yeah, like in Canada, do you think they have Johnny Appleseed? No, they've got Johnny Mapleseed. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, and Abraham, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, I mean, like you, you have people that, yeah, obviously they, they take this person, this, 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 this uh, entity that everyone is familiar with. And yeah, they're going to use it, you, you know, for their, for their, their own, own means and, and put this, this known character into a story. That's, I mean, that's, this predates copyright. You can do whatever you want. So Merlin throughout this timeline Portrayed as a madman. Uh, no slash. Just the top just billing. Madman. Mad uh, shaman, druid, magician, advisor. I mean, he, he takes on, you know, whatever whatever they need to advance the story of their nationalistic cause. <laughs> so and it's almost like he's, it's almost like Merlin, while he does have his own separate etiology, he's like the Arthur MacGuffin. Like, whatever you need Arthur to do, right. Merlin sets it up. Yeah. If yeah. you need Arthur to have a giant crazy castle, oh, Mer- Merlin designed it and built it. Yeah. If you need Arthur to fly to the moon, yeah, Merlin made that happen. <laughs> he's, he's just like this this means by which Arthur can always get his thing done. Yeah. Sometimes he plays a more important role. Sometimes yeah. he doesn't. Sometimes it's just a Merlin. Sometimes you just get a Merlin episode. <laughs> <laughs> I like those. It's like the Zelda episodes on the Mar- Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I never saw that, and God, it breaks man. my heart. I'll let you borrow it. Thank you. <laughs> oh God, I got. I really got to fight to not go off on a tangent about how much I love the those those cartoons. Here's something that that I found interesting. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I, I don't think we're so shy on time that you couldn't. No. All right, we're fine. Uh, this is something interesting. I found the the folklore of his legend kind of beaten with the Christian stick through throughout well, the years. I mean, this is the part where I add a historical nadoy. <laughs> The the figures in these stories are from Celtic mythology. Yep. There there's a lot of uh mythology that they're drawing from, if not basing completely uh on. And they were made mortal. Their deeds and their purpose was uh twisted basically to behoove the church at the time or, you know. Yeah. It's it's just like that whoever's authoring it, if if they're big old uh, uh Jesus freaks, then Yep. Arthur's going to be a big old Jesus freak, you know? That's right. He's going to be all like, God in heaven. So so that means that Merlin, if he is a magician or if he's practicing uh, druidic magic or, or any any shamanistic thing, he's going to be labeled a madman. Oh, yeah. He's, he's you know, he's he's uh, Arthur's whole friend. Every, every, group's, every group's got one. Yeah. And, and maybe that's Arthur just is trying to save him. Let me just tell you about something. Hey, Arthur. Hey, you got five minutes? Hey, Merlin. I got some pamphlets. I mean, no big deal. No pressure. Just, leave them on your pillow. Just seeing if you want to read these while you're cavorting with Satan. <laughs> you're going to burn. You're going to burn, Merlin. See, now, the, one of the interesting things is about, again, people here, you know, they, they, they're exposed to what they're exposed to. Or you read, oh, I read this book about Merlin and... 
and it said that he was uh, a pagan or I read one that said that he was actually a Christian prophet. Mm. And the, the fun answer is you're both right. No, um, that this, the timing of this was this really interesting uh, changeover in belief systems. And it was, <laughs> you say changeover. I say takeover. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hostile takeover. <laughs> um, yeah. Paganism was on its way out. Mm. Christianity was on its way in riding a sword and a Roman legion into town. Yep. And so there, there are both versions, and there's, there's no right or wrong to it. There were already uh, Merlin uh, myths and legends there yeah. that had him as, as this, this pagan, um, a practitioner of magic who had these abilities and powers. And, and then when the Christians came into town, they were like, "Oh, what an amazing prophet you have there! <laughs> a prophet of the loving light of the Lord our God." Mm-hmm. And so you're going to, oh, hear- you like this guy. Well, we do too. So keep worshiping him. Right. But just know that yeah. this is the real guy. Oh, yeah. I love that guy too. I love how much he loved my God <laughs> and not the one that you... Oh, did you did you guys think he was pagan just because he's been that way for a few hundred years? <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. Well, I'm glad we got here so we could clear this up. Yeah. I'd hate You're to have welcome. to... Yeah, I'd hate to have to burn your family. <laughs> But yeah, it's this interesting thing where they're, they're, one is no more correct than the other, keeping in mind that there never was a Merlin. Right, right. You know, as as one it's individual. Right. So you're going to hear, uh, you'll, you'll hear it both ways, depending on where you're researching, who's writing it. And I do love that the behavior has not changed in a thousand years, <laughs> that it's still... Uh, you know, Merlin is still whatever the person writing it wants him to be. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and sometimes that takes a theological bend. Yeah. You know, people want them, him to be a supporter of their beliefs or, or like the last holdout of the great pagan uprising. Right. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get into some of the pop culture stuff uh, here in a bit, but I can tell you one thing he wasn't, he was never a Wiccan. <laughs> Are you yeah. sure? Yes, I am. Because Wiccan just got invented well, just in the last hundred years. Not even that long. I guess they didn't call themselves Wiccans, but oh. pagan. No, mm. no way. I, I have know, a, man, worshiping uh, oak trees and stuff. I have respect for the pagans. Lots of respect for the pagans. I'll bet you there are hot pagans. I do not have a lot of respect for the Wiccans. Still holding out for a hot Wiccan photo. Um, yeah, I'm bringing it back up. If, it feels if you're appropriate. you're Wiccan and you're hot, uh, please send us a picture. If you're Wiccan, send us a picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At this point, why not? <laughs> I mean, I don't... I, it's not like I, I need pictures of hot Wiccans, but I'm just saying I would like to know if we have a Wiccan listener and that if I'm horribly offending you, which I kind of have to be. I have to be at this point. <laughs> that's that's true. But here's the that's beauty of my, of my position. I am absolutely willing to get into a dialogue i would like to talk about i've never talked to a wiccan which is well, why it's so easy for me to have such a hateful opinion you glass house what do you mean glass house i'm 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 a glass house only in that i'm so very transparent <laughs> all right yeah see you, people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stone conversations People who live in glass houses should mash their big, sweet titties. <laughs> oh, Buckins, put them on the glass, lassie. <laughs> no, seriously, Wiccans, come, come and get me. All I'd right. like to talk to you. All right. Not like in an, uh, an uh, argumentative way. I, mm. You just, you want to find out. It just seems completely preposterous to me. But a lot of things have yeah. in my life. Yeah. Computers used to seem preposterous. <laughs> And now, and now what? I don't know. <laughs> Brushing my teeth used to be something I hated to do as a kid. Now, I do it all the time. I realize its value. Oh, okay. Maybe I just need a hot Wiccan to teach me the value of her beliefs. <laughs> now you're putting that label of hot on it again. Oh, well, that's that's for you. That wasn't for me. Okay. But uh, you're you're right with all this stuff. And, and in digging deeper into the, the legends, Merlin fits the archetype of uh, other divinities. For example, he can be compared to Mercury or Hermes. Oh, yeah, the firebringer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thoth of Egypt, the god of knowledge, writing. Okay. You're, you're, you were on your own on that one. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the Celtic Kernunos. Oh, yeah, 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 Kernunos. The yep. green man of yep. the woods. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, so he's been compared to those. Uh, he, there are some stories, and, and you know, this is, again, folklore. Uh, maybe some Jeffrey of Monmouth stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, he may have been born of a virgin, 
in either a, a an angel or in some cases an incubus impregnated uh, a woman and then she gave birth to Merlin. Angel Though, incubus, pagan Christian. <laughs> but he's he's not a Jesus figure. It's just he had an immaculate birth type, type thing. I, yeah, I, I would go so far as to say I think that Merlin is just like a good archetype. Right, right. You know, like he's just he's just that guy. He's that particular cog that so many stories need. Right. Yeah. Uh, his abode may have been a house of glass or smoke slash mist. <laughs> that's uh, that's in some stories. All this, all this stuff <laughs> also is paralleling um, a lot of old tales and other things from other cultures. Right. Yeah. People are going to tack everything on. He's just like a big ball of mud rolling down a hill, just his, picking up sticks. Uh, his death varies. There's a lot of accounts of, of how he died uh, from being tricked into a, a magic grotto, transported to a joyous garden under a love spell by the fairy named Vivian, to being buried under a large stone after being put to sleep by a magical draft. Ooh. Yo, you just got snow white dog. <laughs> Here's the, the catch with uh, all these. It's always by a female. Yeah, I read a, a whole bunch of things that the Lady of the Lake, his nemesis. Lady of the Lake. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so always, always a female uh, is his undoing, one shape or, or form. Uh, the Arthur legend parallels Egypt's Osiris story. Now, this is uh, if if you take Merlin to be Thoth, mm-hmm. uh, Arthur's uh, son Mordred would be cool s- name for a kid. Would be uh, the uh, the god Set. Arthur obviously being Osiris in, yeah. in this. And then um, a place called, uh, I think it's called Alu or Aelu, which is being compared to Avalon. Yep. Uh, and then in, in that story, Set kills uh, Osiris uh, and, and his body is transported across the waters to Aelu or, or in, in this case, uh, Mordred kills Arthur. Uh, body transported to Avalon, you know, yeah. things like that. So you can compare it to or, or parallel it to to that, which is neat, I think. But in the end, Merlin represents kind of a, a chosen one, meaning he is a person of two worlds. He's of the mortal world. He's of the immortal world. He's like a little Harry Potter. He's he's a little this. He's a little that. You know, mm-hmm. he's a wizard. He's a wizard, Harry. Um, <laughs> I got kicked out of a bookstore once. I was at a, a bookstore at midnight in Denver for the release of one of the Harry Potter books with my friend, and I was I was pretty drunk, and we were just running around going, "You're a wizard, Harry!" And we got kicked out of the bookstore, and I was like, "No, I'm here to buy a magazine." And they, they kicked me out. I thought that it would work. Were you not even there for the Harry Potter book? I I sort of was. Uh, I was with uh, some friends, and uh, my sister and my my friend uh, were there to get Harry Potter books at midnight. <laughs> Uh, me and my other friend uh, were there to be drunk. Well, you you are hardcore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get kicked out of a bar for brawling. No, I got kicked out of a Barnes and Noble for yelling <laughs> at kids. Yeah, I was I was just making fun of their Harry Potter. And, yeah. Now Ar- Arthur uh, is is called the once and future king. Yeah, you you hear that phrase all the time. That's something that comes up. It could be. I I, I have heard this this theory about it could. Uh, be not a, a person, but as we said, an idea, an archetype, uh, a concept of, of knowledge or maybe spiritual energy that was repressed or buried or, you know, however it was it was lost. It's that feeling you get when you're holding hands with your best gal. <laughs> Early on in the relationship. <laughs> but uh, it'll rise again when mankind's ready for that, that spirituality. You know, kind of like the um, the idea of the kundalini rising. Yep. You go if you go that route, or um, the idea that Excalibur was was sort of this manifestation of uh, of the that energy, yeah, in in matter form. But uh, I, I thought that was interesting. You know that idea; it's a very spiritual, very kind of New Agey idea, almost Bashar esque. <laughs> but um, it's it's interesting to to put that to um, actual figures or or uh, stories, you know, of, of actual people or mortals. Yeah, and it's and that's interesting. Almost that it becomes its 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 own religion, not not a religion, but like its own spiritual belief right. system. Like it kind of just just spontaneously became its own little thing. If you yeah. want to, you want to do that. Yeah, still more legit than the Wiccans, because <laughs> it's, it's older. 
I want to talk about uh, a little bit about about the recent pop culture stuff that has Merlin in it. Oh yeah, things things like that. Just you know, I was amazed. You know that he had a little a uh, little three episode arc in Stargate. Yeah, I heard that. I, yeah. I never uh, watched Stargate, but uh, I did hear about that. Kind of the whole Arthurian legend kind of thing. I am, got squeezed in. I am proud to say, thanks to some very smart friends of mine, uh, some girls I used to live in the same apartment building with, that I have seen every single episode of Stargate. Wow. Yep. Loved it. Even Atlantis? Uh, I I started to work through Atlantis, and then I stopped. So you don't count that in the Stargate canon? or No, no, I do. It's totally legit. I just didn't get through it. I probably will double back. I'll swing back around to it someday. Is that like the difference between uh, Battlestar Galactica and then like Caprica? Yeah, I never even watched Caprica, no, but I'm either. big into that. I, I did watch all of uh, Stargate Universe, which got canceled too soon. That was a good show. Hmm. There's, I mean, there's, there's no nerd TV that I can't get obsessed with. Uh, I, I just, when, when doing the research for this, I could not help but be inundated by the BBC Merlin show. Yeah, it has devoured any real knowledge of Merlin and it information is, it, that's it out is, there. I had to just claw and bite and do the most specific searches just to keep that damn TV show out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I had the same problem. So I, I started watching it last night because it's on Netflix. One of them, and it's not a it's not a terrible show. It's it is in in the sense that <laughs> they've taken all the characters and they're all teenagers now. So you, you get Merlin and Arthur and Guinevere, and all of them are are teens and they're angsty and now they're relatable. <laughs> you know, for the kids, the kids love that stuff nowadays. <laughs> you damn kids. When I was a kid, Merlin was an old man. Did none of you want to make out with him then? If he asked you to the dance, you'd call the police. I don't That's know. my Merlin. Do people want to make out with this Merlin? Because the Merlin kid in this is real goofy looking. Real like he's he's like horse rat face with huge ears. So so he's he's not um, an adolescent teen that you want to make out with. No. Are there, Sorry. Are, are there adolescent teens that you do want to make out with? No. Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> who's your favorite Merlin? Because I know who my favorite Merlin is. I the the thing is with all these, since it's such a uh, melting pot of of ideas and and do with Merlin what you will, you know, by the authors and the writers, uh, it's hard to to pinpoint because you had the Sam Neill Merlin that was back oh, yeah. in the the late nineties. Yeah. Uh, you've got the Disney Merlin, who was in Sword of the Stone. That's my favorite. Um, kooky old man who's hopping around in his robe, doesn't yeah. look like he's wearing pants. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, you get the uh, the Clive Owen, King Arthur uh, movie. I haven't seen that yet, but you brought it to me, so I yeah. will be watching that. And Which, Clive Owen's always cool. Yeah, Clive Owen's cool. Uh, Merlin, in, in that respect, is very much druidic shaman. They They... they they paint him as as a Celtic wise man. He's not necessarily a magician. Imagine he's some, uh, somewhat more brooding. Yeah, a little bit. He'll brood. Uh, Clive Owen wasn't the the Merlin in that. It, w- it was some old thin man with a. a, a oh, beard. okay, okay. Clive Clive Owen plays King Arthur in that. You, oh, you confused me with that. Like I said, I haven't seen it yet. But yeah. I'm looking at it. That, I see it right uh, there. It's it's a it's a fun movie for for what it is. It's trying to you know give some historical. <laughs> Credence to uh, uh, the King Arthur legend. Uh, it, it just suffers from having uh, Kira Knightley in it. Sorry. Wasn't there also a, a Excalibur? Excalibur in the 80s? was a movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember that one very well. I, I don't. I don't know that I ever saw it, but it was famous when I was a kid. It was famous because it had boobs like right at the front, and all the kids <laughs> in my neighborhood was like, "Dude, did you guys see Excalibur?" It's got like boobs, and I never saw it. And mm. I was always like, but I want to see boobs. And I never got to see it. You remember the movie um, First Night? Oh, yeah. The Sean Connery-Richard uh, Gere joint? Yeah, I never saw it, but I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, you didn't see it? No, I never saw it. That It's a fun movie to watch. No Merlin. Merlin. No Merlin. No, Mer- no Merlin in it. Just a lot of swords. <laughs> a lot of love. <laughs> A lot of Lancelot. <laughs> a lot of Camelot and Lancelot. A lot of breathing through my nose. 
Rise up, fight! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no Merlin in that movie. Huh. It's it's a fun take on it, but... Uh, eh. None of that candy-ass <laughs> None of that stuff your mother likes. <laughs> Actually, some of that stuff your mother likes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... <laughs> So it's hard to say what uh, I forget what the Merlin is like in the Excalibur movie. I never saw it, so I I have to I probably have to go with the Disney version myself. Disney Disney Merlin was just awesome. Yeah, yeah, real kooky, real fun. It seems like I'm I'm forgetting one though. What was the name of his owl? Archimedes. Hmm. That was the name of his owl. Yeah, write in tell us what your your favorite movie was. Yeah, tell us if there's like a your really great Merlin. Merlin out there that we're that we're missing because I know we are. I, I have the same feeling you do that there's a there's like a looming Merlin that we're somehow <laughs> not recognizing, and we're gonna feel stupid for forgetting. But so stupid. But yeah, that's that's Merlin in a large pagan magical nutshell. Mm-hmm. In a historical nutshell, painted over by the lacquers of a thousand different religions. <laughs> by the blue woad of paganism. <laughs> nice! <laughs> I, I got some, some magic here for you. Oh, really? Did you reach into your magic hat and pull out a, a filthy, grubby handful of puns? <laughs> well, yeah, if you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple here for you. What? Uh, who, who wants to start? Uh, who started last time? I don't remember. I think I may have. Okay, I'll start this time. I've got one. There was a there's another uh ancient book that was written in the in the twelfth century that was uh, uh an attempt to to chronicle the legend of the spears, and that is the uh, the Historia Regum Brittany, which is just the tale <laughs> of one woman's fight. Oh boy. <laughs> That's what you mean by spears. The legend of the spears. <laughs> See what I did? Yep. You didn't even know when I had the hook in your mouth. <laughs> well, I was thinking uh, weaponry. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Crazy town. Oh, man. That that uh, that pun was toxic. <laughs> Hit with me, toxic. baby, once more. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm good Gross. at this. <laughs> All right, wh- what do you got for me, Flora? <laughs> Whoops, I did it again. <laughs> I have once again done that which you were referring to previously. That is so common that we will sh- refer to it only as it. it. <laughs> uh, I've got a trapper's pelt shop. <laughs> okay. Called Furlan. <laughs> all right all right uh i this has been bothering me the entire time and i it's this isn't even a pun this doesn't count okay. but um we live there there is a there is a modern era merlin who's famous and no one remembers merlin olsen former nfl football player who became the ftd florist spokesperson and you'd always see merlin olsen hawking flowers on tv never heard of this man what sorry Oh, I'm pulling up a picture of him. Did they? Was his nickname the Magic Man? Cause it should have been. He just died. Yeah, he played with the the L.A. Rams. That's how old he was. Wow. Kind of looks like Orson Welles in a way. Yeah, he was on little. He was an actor. He was on Little House on the Prairie. Then he just he sold flowers like huh. like nobody's business. So you're going to use that in lieu of a pun? No, no. I, oh. I, I was very clear about this that mm. it doesn't count. FTD florist. Yeah, he was a big deal. But Interesting. It's Merlin Olson, famous Merlins in history. If your name's Merlin, write into us. Yeah, and I, I mean, want to hear about your history. P.S. Uh, this is kind of just interesting as a little aside. So um, Merlin Olson was—he's a jock. He played NFL football. He didn't mess around. Mm-hmm. But clearly, his parents were giant effing nerds because yeah. no one is named Merlin. Yeah. So was he like a bitter disappointment to them? Even though he was very successful in his life. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's like it's like. Is there any greater sh- uh, shame for nerd parents? Like, well, I don't, I don't care if he's gay. Just, I just, I can't live with a jock in this house. <laughs> but dad, I like football. Get out! <laughs> Get a real job. <laughs> Write fiction. So then he, <laughs> then he went into acting to try and appease them. Oh like, yeah, you know, exactly. Late in life, it was too late though. Too late. He just spent his whole time chasing for that approval. Rolling for the, the D20 of their hearts. Hmm. Always getting a one. 
<laughs> Sorry, Merlin. <laughs> Critical fail. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I do. Uh, I do actually owe you another very real pun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, for my second pun, I am. Uh, I've got a product. Great. Are you a practitioner of the arcane arts? Do you dabble in forces beyond your understanding? Are your clothes too tight? Then you need Mad Merlin's Extra Loose Wizard Robes. These robes are promised to be extra loose, but plenty of freedom of movement. Check these sleeves. Why, you could hide a cannonball up them. <laughs> Mad Merlin's Extra Loose Wizard Robes. Now flame retardant. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Some of them have an antibacterial interior coating, given the general hygiene of your mm. average wizard. Yeah. Your, your average man of the woods. <laughs> Shape-shifting? No problem. No more torn clothes for you when you turn into a bear. <laughs> Plenty Please. of room for expansion. She's will turn with you. <laughs> All right. All right uh, what do you got? I've got one more here. Bring um, it home. I've got a, a Japanese historian slash monster trainer called Jeffrey of Pokemonmouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's important for listeners to know that Dave Floor is hiding behind his microphone right now. <laughs> who are the Who are the two kids that are the, the team Team Zero? A- Ash. Oh, Ash and no. Ash is the good guy. The, good the guy, bad guy. The Rocket Team. Is team, it Rocket, team Rocket. Team Rocket. I don't know where I got Team Zero from. That's all I know. I don't know their names. So historically, who would be Team Rocket? Uh, Mordred and Morgan Le Fay. Oh my God! You just knew that. <laughs> well played, David Flora. I tried. To, I tried to back you into a corner with specificity, and you were like, "No." I slipped, slipped right under your arm. No, man. you came right back at me with facts. <laughs> Holy crap! Well, there you go. There's your there's your medieval literature of the day. <laughs> we have found a a uh, an old carving on on a rock. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. some Celtic some Celtic uh, uh, writing. And uh, I, I didn't want I didn't want to share it, but but David I is insisting. I'm, I was I was I was terrified. I, I'm pretty sure I translated it correctly, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm pretty sure it's called listener puns. <gasps> Dare you look into the listener puns? Dare you learn what others have wrought? Yes, the answer is you dare. You dare. You dare. We force you to dare. So, the excellent pagan Bob, painter Bob, has oh, sent, yeah. us, uh, sent us a couple of puns. First one, Bob twirling Merlin mirrors. <laughs> and he's twirling paint brushes. <laughs> like drumsticks from an 80s band? Yep. Nice. <laughs> Bob is is the uh, deaf leopard of, of painters. Oh, nice. But he's got both arms, so good on him. Yeah. Uh, so he sends us, it's a, uh, a depradadonna, which is a temperamental bunyip who takes adulation and privileged treatment as a right and reacts with petulance to criticism or inconvenience. <laughs> I love that. Depradadonna. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you, you depradadonna. <laughs> you think you're so special, eh? Didn't, uh, didn't Dion DeMucci do a song about uh, depradadonna? Anybody, anybody Did, else a Dion and the Belmonts fan? Didn't uh, uh, Naples uh, Italiana do a song about? <laughs> Are you serious? I don't know who you're talking about, dude. Sorry, Dion. Oh. I, the only Dion I know is Neon Dion Sanders. Oh my God! See, that's wasted on you kids. <laughs> it is. I mean, Grant. I mean, it's it's younger than me. That that's like '60s era doo-wop stuff. I mean, mm. but Dion DeMucci was the coolest. He did Donna, the prima donna. That's that was what my joke was. Oh. Sorry, dude. Somebody, yeah, I, somebody, I Bahama Mama gets it. I guarantee Bahama Mama gets it. I guarantee Bob Mears gets it. <laughs> He's right now going, yeah. That floor is such a stugach. Oh, man, I love Dion of the Belmonts. All right, I got another one from, <laughs> I'm going to say it because it's fun to say, twirling Merlin Mears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the near future, the, the Illuminati are going to require troops to spearhead their global conquest. Oh, no. And those will be the Illuminazis. Oh, yeah, that's that's great. That's, that, that just works. That is a an effing great pun. Yep. Replace one letter and you're good to go. Yep. That and that's it. There's like a real Occam's razor to a well-made pun. <laughs> yep. The less you changed for maximum effect and Illuminazi, brilliant. Yep. 
That's well one done. of those well puns done, that Bob. makes me mad I didn't think about it. <laughs> In addition to the the great puns that, that Bob has sent us, we also got a, a little bit of feedback that's uh, that's pretty interesting here. Yeah. Uh, Bob says, in talking about all the 13s on the dollar bill, this is in our Illuminati episode, uh, we said that these were in reference to the original 13 colonies. But Bob says there were actually only 12 colonies and Delaware was uh, never really a colony, which is interesting. I, I've never heard this before. No. Uh, Bob, if you've, if you've got the, a good place to look some information on this up, we'd love to, to take a, a look at it and yeah. find out about this because we haven't heard about this. Yeah. No, I didn't. I, I always thought Delaware was a colony. And, yeah. And there's, uh, I mean, it's up. what the liberal media wants you to believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's all be good little robots and believe what we're told. <laughs> Set us set us straight, Bob. Yeah, please uh please go ahead and send us send us some information on, on where to look that up. That's yeah. that's fun to, to and find it, out. But if you send us to Yahoo Answers, I'm coming for you. <laughs> With a hearty handshake and a thank you. Oh, yeah. Plot twist. We <laughs> twist. <laughs> uh awesome. Oh. Thanks, uh thanks for writing in, Bob. Um Whoa, 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 whoa there, Flora. Shh, sh- sh- shut up, shut up. What? Shut, shut, shut up. What? Do you hear that? Toot, toot. Wait, uh, is, it's the spectral a, whistle of, of a train. Is that a, is that a ghost train? It is a ghost train. It ain't hauling nothing but puns. <laughs> oh, look. Oh, my God. There's a whole bunch of kids on the tracks. What do they have to tell us? Oh, don't let us die from this ghost train. Sorry, kids on the tracks, but you just got pinned under a pun train. Oh, didn't think you were going to get away that easy, did you? And uh, little <laughs> you little bastards. <laughs> and who is the engineer of the train but one Mr. Gregory Bach? Oh, man. We haven't had a Bach pun in a while. I know. Huh? Oh, man. And Greg, uh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to, uh, to listen to Greg's podcast because... Yep. The amount of time that Diamond is spent in the polish department, it will blind me <laughs> when I finally get to see it. <laughs> yeah. I say this I say this to uh, shame Greg into greater action, and also because I genuinely cannot effing wait to hear the Uniform Snowflakes podcast. You can't wait to hear yourself on another podcast. Guilty as shame. I, on the other hand, couldn't give a f- <laughs> No. Because they didn't ask me. They do. They want you on the podcast. Yeah, you they know say that. that now after I threw a hissy fit. <laughs> well. Like, right. eh, f- this, f- that. Nah, I don't want it on your f- podcast. F- you guys. Hissy fits are good for podcast ratings. I'm like, oh, but we do want you on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're be all like, nice podcast. F- <laughs> I uh, couldn't help but notice that you're uh, really not really doing a good chance, a good job of balancing your microphone levels. I mean, we don't ever do that on my podcast. I mean, oh man. Well, at least Greg can live vicariously through us with these puns right now. Oh yeah, until, we're giving you as much radio time ground. as we can here. <laughs> All right, why don't you kick it off there, D Flow? Uh, Greg sends us uh, a slew of puns that are great. Uh, starting off with when cooking breakfast, don't get eggs on your face because you might just get a case. Of yolkai. Oh, I see what he did there because it's an egg yolk and it's in your eye. Yep, uh, from our yokai episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, I think these are all from the yokai episode. Yeah, right? I think they are. All I right, think, I think he's getting real Japanesey with it. All right, or you could try the new uh, Japanese burger joint, Five Yo Guys. <laughs> yeah, I just ate it there for the first time not too long ago. What'd you think of it? I liked it. Yeah, it's a big, big, big greasy burger yeah. and like seven pounds of potato. Yeah, I just got a brown sack full of potatoes. I know. <laughs> They're like, Here, here's <laughs> here's your hot salt and potato slurry. <laughs> Eat it all, fatty. <laughs> yep, they'll get you. After dining on a feast of liver and cucumbers, Kappa's love to sweeten the meal up with a bowl of delicious spoon oni. Oh, oh the demon frozen dessert from Italy. <laughs> um, also, don't forget that that liver came through the anus. That's an important part of the Kappa that yep. I don't want anyone to forget, even if they didn't listen to that episode. If you didn't, now you know and go back and listen to it. Yep, Kappas are huge anists. Oh yeah. <laughs> And speaking of anist, <laughs> got another one from Greg Bach. 
When the Shreemi corners you, and if you try to look away, it'll say, don't look away, stare into my brown eye. Gross. Oh, Greg Bach. (laughs) I I still love you. I still love you, but sometimes you make it so damn hard. (laughs) One one more from Greg, which is actually an advert. Oh, sweet. When you're listening to your favorite Daves, make sure to stock up on plenty from craftbeerclub.com and goldmedalwineclub.com. What better way to make your photos blurry? Oh, nice. True. True story. Yeah, you should be drunk. True story. (laughs) And you should buy your liquor from those people. Through our site, though. Don't just go to those websites. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, there's a really serious order of operations here. (laughs) Click, uh, Click on our affiliate links on the banner ads. Yep, 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 yep. So we uh, thank you, Greg, for sending those in. Yes, uh, it's good to good to hear from you. Good to hear a, a nice this week, full coal car of, in in the. Uh, <laughs> it was a full coal car. We uh, we do have some feedback. Yeah, we've got a uh, we got we do have a new listener, or at least uh, uh, a new uh, first first time writer. Yeah, long time listener, first time writer. <laughs> Martin, welcome aboard. Hey, Martin. And Martin's got some feedback about our uh, yokai episode. Oh, great! And um. <laughs> He has a question about the Shirimi, who... Uh, who doesn't? Just, right. <laughs> it is it is very enigmatic. Why? Does is, he want to ask us a few questions? <laughs> Do you have a mint? <laughs> Maybe some banaka? Asolamio, osadomia. Okay, so uh, just to remind folks, the Shirimi is a uh, Japanese folk Demon ghost um, looks like a human being terrorizes travelers by bending over and exposing its anus, which has an eyeball in it that stares out of its butthole at you. So uh, Mr. Martin says regarding the yokai. Oh, I'm not trying to gainsay the spiritual demons of the wise in the age of Shinto. I believe he failed to highlight a contradiction in the anus eyeball yokai, namely that the eyeball is a positive enhancement rather than a negative or horrific one. To the anal sphincter. Because the whole point of the Shreemi was that it terrified people with this. Mm-hmm. It unhinged them with horror. And uh, Martin is saying, no, 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 no. The eyeball improves the anus. Oh. It makes it less terrifying than just the anus itself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> huh. What do you think about that, Flora? I mean, the, okay. And, and Martin lays out an, a, a for example, a poor example okay. for us. Suppose a man were to race up and violently bear his anus to you. That is horrible. But if a man were to do the same and you beheld there an eyeball, the thought would creep in, huh, that's not what I expected. In fact, the very act of showing you the eyeball ass is now more understandable, almost relatable even. Relatable to what? Right. I don't get that part. And no, it does make it worse because it's something... I mean, you can't put an eyeball anywhere and improve anything. Nothing is made better by the addition of an eyeball. I'll I'll, I'll give you this, uh, Martin. Uh, thank thank you for writing in, and that's that's an interesting point that you bring up there. Uh, I would say refer though to if if you want uh, a case where an eyeball does not approve the aesthetic of something mm-hmm. that does not have an eyeball normally. Look no further than uh, Army of Darkness when oh. Ash has his evil twin uh, tearing itself out of him when his shoulder is itching and he tears his shirt and there's nothing but an eyeball there. Oh, eyeballs are disturbing in anything else, but where they supposed to be. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm so glad Martin. I also thank you for writing this in because this is a good point. And I think it's worth debating. Not, not that anyone's arguing this, but I would like, you know what? As a matter of fact, Martin or anyone else write in, with something you could just slap a human eyeball onto and you would say, oh, that is less disturbing or that's better now. That doesn't freak me out because I can't think of a single thing that if I suddenly saw one with a human eyeball on it, that I'd be like, hmm, that is better. Yeah, I mean, I I think I see Martin's point in that it, it makes you think, it makes you be like, oh, that's not supposed to be there. Wonder what's going on. Right. But I do not think that that takes away from the initial... <laughs> right. It enhances the horror because you realize that things are true, well and truly off the rails. Yeah. And maybe as you're running away, you can be like, what was that guy's problem? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, 
I think that is the horror sort of, of that eye? is that <laughs> really private eye, private's eye. Um, <laughs> like how many? I mean, did we not cover enough butthole jokes during the discussion of the Sharimi? Uh, but thank you, Martin, for writing in, and I'm glad that we were able to discuss this and determine that uh, uh, I just I can't agree with you that the eyeball somehow <laughs> improves the anus. Keep writing in, though. Keep writing in. Because I'll tell you what. I love thinking. I like, I like your style. You're outside the box, and I respect yeah, the hell I, out of that. I, I like the fact that uh, that we had to have, uh, you know, a, a sit-down think about it this way. <laughs> I liked, I thought that there was no stone unturned about the Shreemi, but no, there was. You know what? Uh, that that brings me to, to the point that after we did the Yokai episode, I um, I don't know if I if I had some stuff you know, some websites still up or, or if I was just, uh, going around, just tooling around the internet. Um, but I, I did, I, what I would call follow up on, on yokai, just, uh-huh. just probably accidentally. It, it turns out the, the Shirimi and the, um, the, the faceless, the, uh, oh, yeah, Nonabu yeah. Bo, I think was, was who they were. Those guys, I, I said in that episode, they were harmless. They just wanted to, to scare people. Not entirely accurate. I think they wanted to scare you till you died from it. Right. They their point was to kind of drive you insane. Right. So that uh, you start thinking nobody has a face, uh, or everybody has eyeball anuses, or you know, oh my God. whatever it was. It was it was meant to more drive you insane as opposed to just be like, hee hee hee, here's my butt with an eye. I'm no, bye. Yeah. yeah, I think that would it would unhinge me. I don't ever want to see that. Yeah. Ever, so uh, uh, sorry if I didn't I- include that in in the episode. That's a fun stuff with with this though. I mean, yeah, we can we can spend a lot of time researching and 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 it's not uncommon not for us to, to to finish recording a podcast and then you know and and hear something that the other guy found and then go look it up. So we actually keep looking into these things even after we've recorded the episodes because yeah. we find fun things like that. And once you find a dude with an eye in his B, you keep reading, <laughs> and then. Uh, uh, when we get listeners like Martin writing in, which makes us uh, delve a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. even you know, and occasionally and, contact the authorities, <laughs> then uh, then you know we've we've reached the yeah. pinnacle. So please, Martin, while I'm afraid I could not agree with you this time, I would love to keep hearing your opinions because, yeah. man, wherever you're coming from, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it deeply. I, I like uh, at least at least using my brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let us know what's right, what's wrong, what, uh, what's uh, awesome, what's not. As uh, long as what's awesome is me and what's not is nothing. Or me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's if you awesome. want to hate on Flora, I'll grudgingly accept it. Some people have, have written in. We've requested oh, uh, man. Yeah, you show guys are ideas. Way go for I for things you want to hear about, yeah, which is meal, so exciting. Guys. Audios yeah. meal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's muy caliente. We we've got uh, we've got a great list now going of uh, listener requested show ideas. Uh, we and we're gonna we're gonna start to get, yeah. getting to them. We may not get to them you know real fast right away or stuff, but we're gonna start building on 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 these uh, ideas that you guys have sent us because they really are. There's some great stuff. There's stuff that we're uh, wanting to talk about anyway. Mm-hmm. We had a had a list going of of things to talk about, and a lot of these match up. With, with what we're going to cover anyway. So, great. Good on you. And if you got some more, you know, why not? Send them our, our way. Please do, because we love this. It's it's interesting when we when it, it also makes us feel uh, a little less awkward. Sometimes we'll, we'll discuss a topic where, like, I don't know if people want to hear about that. Yeah. And then and in one uh, one case, like, we'll, we'll literally get a suggestion. We're like, oh, see, people do. We're yep. going to do that one. Exactly. So, uh, send send those in. Keep on trucking with that. Uh, yeah. Go to uh, go to iTunes and subscribe to us and rate yep. us and star us and whatever it, they. It only they do. costs twenty dollars. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's free. JK, it's free. Holes. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> speaking of which, we we do have those affiliate banners on our site. You can always oh, click yeah. on the uh, the craft beer club or the the gold medal wine club. And go yeah. get yourself some booze. Exactly. Help us out. If help you, them out. If you're drinking by yourself, get craft beer. Yeah. If you're taking a lady out to get drunk. Get, get some some wine, some fine wine, vino, but that'll that'll definitely help us out. Uh, if you go through that that uh, banner on our site, it's not just spammy ads. No, uh, we're on Twitter, blurry yep. underscore photos. Follow us there. We'll shoot you some fun facts. Yeah, we're on uh, YouTube, blurry yep. photos podcast. 
Uh, we're also now on StumbleUpon, so you can go uh, go find us on on StumbleUpon. We, I find the best way to get there is the little chiclet link that we've got on our website. Yep, it's a delicious small snack that you click on, mm-hmm. and it'll take you right there. And and then you can sign in and like uh, thumbs up us or whatever you do with StumbleUpon. <laughs> Like, thumb, thumb, thumb us up. up. I don't know. Thumb us up hard. It it helps us, whatever it does. Uh, but yeah, oh yeah, we're also on, on Facebook. You can go in there and, and like us on there too. Yeah. All that stuff. You can get to all that stuff on, on blurryphotos.org. So it's a digital wonderland and we are all over it. Uh, send us out in the world. Tell people about us. Yeah, do it. That's Do that's, it! <laughs> that's how we keep keep on keeping on. I'm games. telling everybody about you guys. <laughs> right. For making sure people know that you're cool. Yeah, quid pro quo, Clarice. Quid pro quo. <laughs> Squid pro quo. <laughs> oh, by the way, Senator, love your suit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well uh, great. I'm David, the sword in the stone, Flora. Oh, my God. And I'm David slash madman Stecco. <laughs> I prithee be gone. Boom! <laughs>